I don't want to. I we shouldn't shorten it to traumatized because that seems bleak. Um. So yeah, maybe we'll just call it poets. Department is. Weird. I'm in my traumatized era. <laughs> traumatized era. I mean, aren't we all? <laughs> podcast where we hate spinnerbait but we love delinquents yes we do love delinquents that is 100 really <laughs> i am michael ann and with me as always is bethany bethany how are you how's it going hi everyone i'm doing great i mean i'm not 100 great um quick story last week we didn't do chaos thursday and it was a little bit on me because my poor little puppy had a little bit of a rough day <laughs> and we had to take her to the vet and we were told that she was gonna need to like basically get oral surgery and it was just a lot. Like, it was a lot of stress, and I was concerned, and I just wanted to snuggle her and snuggle with my husband and have him tell me everything was going to be okay. And my clan is a real kind lady, and she was like, by all means, we don't have to record tonight because she's a gem of a human, and her fur babies mean absolute world to her as well, so she gets it. Um, but happy to report to everyone that Luna has been on her meds. She seems to be doing much better. Um, oh, we're going to get her in for her little oral surgery and people are good. <laughs> I, just want, I just want everyone to know that overall people are just like really – I know that, but like I forget it sometimes because people can also be bad. Um, yes. <laughs> real bad sometimes and not kind to other people, and I don't like that. But sometimes people are really good, and um, a friend of ours suggested since tis the season of Super Bowl to do Super Bowl squares in honor to raise money for our puppy to help us raise Aww. money. And so um, we were doing it 50% of the proceeds going to Luna surgery and 50% of the proceeds going to like the winner of the Super Bowl square. And um, which our friend actually suggested it just all going to Luna. And I was like, no, like I like that's too much. Like I think like the fun of Super Bowl squares is like you winning money. So like I want someone to win something. And so the first board sold out like immediately and everyone was so nice. And they were like, oh, my God, what's going on with your puppy? And like they were just being so nice to us about it. Um, and, and inquiring about her, which was just so sweet. And then we sold out a whole second board. So that was really nice. So that helped a lot. It's not like covering the cost of the whole thing, but it like really helped put a dent in it. Um, so yeah, just, um, just people are good. That's what I've learned this week overall. <laughs> and that was really lovely and very heartwarming. And yeah, everyone listening, um, just, you know, positive vibes out for Looney as she goes into her, her little sur- surgery. Um, would be appreciated. But yeah, I've rambled on long enough about that. But that's what's been going on in my life lately, so I felt the need to share it. Um, but Michael Ann, how about you? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, my both of my dogs are fine. Um good. We are you know, about that. Uh Willow stays terrorizing the world. Uh, <laughs> as she does. She's um, that, yeah. But today was one of those days, man, where I just had, like, 
a full existential crisis of like, oh my gosh, this is my job forever now. Yeah. I just have to work in this. Like, okay. Does anybody like their job? Does anyone feel fulfilled by their job out there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're like a nurse or something, don't respond because like obviously (laughs) you do. Okay. I'm talking like, you know, all my fellow office ladies. How are we feeling? Mm-hmm. Check in. Check, am, check am I in. Feeling? Yeah, this is this is the time to check in, fellow office ladies. Yeah. How are you? Th- I think that is like I have found a job that I do overall like really like and feel fulfilled. But like I don't think there's any. I just don't think that there's. You know that saying that's like if you find a job you love, you never work a day in your life. Bullshit. There's no one. Yeah. I don't care how much you love your job. It is work. Like, no matter what you're doing in his work, um, I wish I had a soft lifestyle and I could just I, – I wish that this was our job. But even if this was our full-time job, Same. it would still be work. Like, we would still get frustrated by it. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no job that, like, you feel great at every day and, like, little things. Like, today was, like, the weather was gross and I was tired because my husband's not home, so I don't sleep well when he's not here. And I went in this morning and someone made, like, an offhand joke and it, like, legitimately hurt my feelings. And, like, any other day I would have been like, haha, that's funny. Um, But it was just, like, the perfect recipe of, like, things that have been going on in my life and then the weather being gross and me being tired and it hurt my feelings. And, you know, obviously I've moved past it, but, um, but yeah, I just think <laughs> – it is like it is scary to be like, oh, is this it? Like, this is what I'm gonna do every day. I'm gonna work like nine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, capitalism. And remember that girl that made that like TikTok about it, that Gen Zer, and like people were really mean to her, and they're like, welcome to reality. And it's like, no, like you should be frustrated about that. Like the 40 hour work week yeah. is bullshit, and that like the way like the way people aren't allowed vacation in this country is bullshit or paternity leave or anything like that. Like that is something that we as a people should stand up and be like. You know what? This sucks, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, but it's just like, I didn't really go to school for this job. I right. kind of just started doing it because they, because I got the job. Right. <laughs> so. Isn't that kind of how we all fall into things? <laughs> yes. So it's like, it's not like this is a passion job for me right. or probably anybody. I can't imagine. I mean, maybe it is. I don't yeah, know. I but, um. <laughs> So it was just one of those days. I'm like, oh god, I'm like, but yeah, shit. I'd be like capitalism, that. man. Yeah, I think every once in a blue moon, as someone in your 30s, you should have an existential crisis about your job because you should be like, oh my god, retirement is so far off, and this is, <laughs> and it's just a scary mm-hmm. thought. But then you know, it's fine at the end of the day. Like we're all fine, mostly. Yes. <laughs> We're all mostly fine. We're all mostly fine. You know, it does make things a little bit better. Um, sorry, everyone. We didn't have a chaos episode. So sorry for a little chatty. Also, as Michael Ann texted me, not really a lot happens in the chapter we're discussing today. But then I looked at the length of the next chapter and I was like, if we read both, it might just be borderline where it's too much to talk about. So I was like, no, we're going to take it easy. This is going to be a little bit more of a chattier episode. Um you're also going to hear a shot on this week's Chaos Thursday. But we can't wait. Obviously, y'all know us. We can't wait until mm-hmm. Thursday to talk about, as we like to say, the Taylor Swift of it all. We got to talk about our girl Taylor. We got to talk about the Grammys real quick. And then I swear we'll talk about Chapter 6. Um, 
Yeah, it was it was the red herring. We all were thinking Reputation TV. Yep. We were all stoked for it. We were all ready. I'm super stoked at the announcement that we got. Obviously, it is funny. Did you see that post that was like, if I had a nickel for every time I thought she was going to announce Reputation and she announced a new album, I'd have two nickels, which I know isn't a lot, but it is funny that it happened twice. And it's like, yeah, like, and it's like, we have, we have all gotten like psyched out about Reputation so many times that I do like genuinely understand people's disappointment of like being like, oh, I really thought it was your Reputation finally. She's like really toying that one along. Um, but yeah, she is. we got, we got the announcement of the 11th studio album, which is insane of the 11th studio like I can't even wrap my head around it and it looks like it's gonna be some good angsty shit which means I'm probably gonna love it it's probably gonna like immediately go up into the stratosphere of like my favorite albums because I love a good angsty one um the album artwork is absolutely beautiful the announcement so like she gets up there and again like we're all prepared for reputation and she gets up there and she's like, it's my 13th Grammy. And we're all like, oh, shit. You know, like, it's about to get real. And she's like, and I've been yeah. keeping a secret from you guys for the last two years. And everyone's like, oh. And then she's like, oh, I'm about to go backstage and post about it. It's my new album. And literally, she, mu- like, mumbled the album title. And I was like, I can't wait for this post because I, no- I was like, Poets, Poets Department? Like, what did she just <laughs> Like, I legitimately could not hear her in the Grammys, like, acceptance speech announce the – um the the title and i i'm not gonna lie y'all i have to keep looking at it because unfortunately she named this album and it's it's something that it i just keep wanting to call it dead poet society <laughs> i know that's <laughs> not the name of it yes different vibes i think oh, wait, uh, vibes, right? but it just has poets in it and but I was like, department? Like, it's just such an interesting the I I'm I'm intrigued. I am intrigued. I like it. Um, I'm here for it. But I keep accidentally wanting to say Dead Poet Society. I'm not gonna lie. I'll get past that at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> I what I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I was disappointed. I really thought we were gonna get reputation. Which, you know, in hindsight, it's like, yeah, she does have this formula with two re-records, a new album, two re-records, new album. But I was like, oh, my God, a new album already? Like, wow. But I should have known better. Miss Swift, of course, she was giving us a new album. But she really faked us out with that black and white. But I was, when she showed up to to the red carpet and her dress was white, I was like, this doesn't smell like reputation. Right. And then sure enough, it was the Dead Poet Society. <laughs> the Dead Poet Society. <laughs> what do we think? We, I mean, I'm, I was about to ask you, what do we think? Like, we haven't texted each other about it. But, of course, we have now learned about Joe Allen's whole, like, traumatized man club. What did they call it? <laughs> something like that? Yeah, I think it's Traumatized Poets something, Club or something. Something. And then her naming this the, you know traumatized uh poets department i'm just so waked out by it being multiple words too like every other album we've gotten is in one word or two words tops um so the fact that i have to keep and i was like oh we're gonna have to be like disney people who like just call it its initial (laughs) yes what are we gonna do like i'm in my department era (laughs) i'm in my department I'm in my poetry department era. Poetry department era. I like, like I, guys. I can't stress. I like. I know we're poking fun, but like, I honestly am so hyped for this album. I'm so yes. hyped. Like, do not get me wrong, but I just can't wrap my head around this album title. And like, yeah, like I said, I can't like 
say it it's like i don't know why it's dead poet society um my my friend texted me and was like this is an album for the english lit majors yeah and and i'm yeah ready for it i love i love me some you know where you have i love midnights like i really really do love midnights um and i Mm -hmm. you know but like Obviously, it coming off of, like, folklore and evermore, like, you know, that's my vibe. I just love the sad, angsty, good, like, lyrical, beautiful songs. And then this, I was like, oh, this artistic black and white photo and, like, this title and, like, the bonus track is called Manuscript. Like, you know this is going to be some real English lit shit. And I'm like, I can't wait to dissect this. She was like, she heard that her music was being dissected at Harvard now, and she was like, challenge accepted. (laughs) I've got an album for you. Yes. Yes, I know. It's like a totally different vibe yeah. too. Like the it's like, you know, even folklore, you still had like her whole head in there, right? Uh um, can I picture the, the cover of folklore? The, the album cover. Yeah. Yes. She's 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 there. It was like the whole thing, you know, but with the um Dead Poet Society. <laughs> That's it it's just like a little image, yeah. you know, inside a big white. Like, there's a lot of negative space where yeah. there's not a lot of negative space in yeah. most of her album covers. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I'm just so excited. Also, she looks hot. She looks hot. She looks hot. And I'm excited to see, like, what is the vibe, you know? I was like, mm-hmm. what if, like, here I am, like, already thinking of, like, outfits for the concert. But what if this comes out and I want to do that? I can't start like planning. Like I was like, I don't, all I have is this one black and white photo from the album cover. Like, I don't know what the vibe is going to be yet, but what if I like love it and I want to do it because it's like a new exciting one, you know? I don't know. We'll see. Do you, I saw some people on the interwebs Hmm. um, debating that she's not going to put this on the errors tour set list. She's going to go on a separate tour. And I'm like, but I'm like, do you really think she's going to go on another tour after the Eras right. tour right away? Right away. Like, I think she's. I think she needs like some time off. She's at least going to take. But then, yeah, it's like, are you really not going to tour this album for what? Like potentially three years? Like, because if she has at least, she has a year left on this tour, then let's say she takes, I think deservedly should at least take a year off. Most people wait uh, at least a couple of years before their next tour. Um but yeah, is she really not going to tour this? Like, I can't imagine that. Maybe she'll just add it to surprise songs. I don't I don't know. I feel like there's got to be something in this set with it. But I, I could be very wrong. I, I'm only going off of... So Ed started the Mathematics tour, and Subtract was not out yet. And so some people got some hits of, sub, of Subtract um before like he was like i'm gonna do a world debut here tonight at this concert or whatever and then subtract came out and he added it to the set so it's like do you think she'll do something like that where like leading up to it she'll give some people some teases they'll be like oh dang i missed it because my concert was in january and she you know what i mean like these people in japan they're like ah like i you know um or yeah you know, and again, is that like she's coming back to the States for a very abridged version this year. Obviously, she's not doing like the full tour that she did um, when she first was started in North America. But like, does that not entice you again? Like you've the movie is out. Most people like some people have already seen it once. Like, is that not something that's like, hey, you know, when you come and see me again, like there'll be a little something new, you know? 
So I, w- I don't know. I'm like 50-50 on it. Like she could add it, but I could also see her being like, no. But that just seems weird for her to have this album be out and not tour it, you know? Yeah, I know. We'll have to see what happens. I'm really see. looking forward to it. I'm really hoping that this second leg of the Eras tour has new costumes yes same i'm like so excited for that's the one thing honestly i was most disappointed about it not being a reputation outfit because i was like she's gonna mother effing drop the reputation announcement we're about to get some fire bonus tracks and from from the vault tracks and then she's gonna come out first thing in tokyo first concert 2024 and a new reputation outfit i was so effing ready for it because y'all i'm sorry but i'm tired of this one <laughs> i want I a am new too, outfit yeah. and it's the only era that has not got a new outfit yet and so i was like she's coming and now i'm like oh reputation's lost been announced i mean i'm not saying she's not going to come in a new reputation outfit but i hope she does my hopes are like a little bit you know diminished on it now that she didn't make the announcement but Reputation has to be coming at some point this year. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm estimating the summer-ish. Summer. She lets the new album have its moment, and then, yeah, like late summer, early fall, maybe. We'll see. Anyways. I don't know. We're ready I don't for know. it whenever. I know there's, like, people have done math. There's, like, a specific number of days in between her announcements and her albums and, mm-hmm. like, I'm sure somebody on TikTok will let me know. Oh, God. Excuse me. Sorry. Here I go again. Here I go again on my own. But yeah, we're ready for Dead Poets Society. Injected into my veins. <laughs> yes. Yes. But what is it? Yes. PT. Oh, God. PD. See, I can't. I, I don't have the, the acronym down yet. I'll get the there. Tortures poet, the Tortured Poets Department. So yeah, T T T P D. Or also kind of sounds like a police department. So that's weird. I don't know if I like yes. using the initials. Maybe we shouldn't do yes. that. I don't know. Traumatized I mean, poets. <laughs> I'm just gonna call it Dead Poets Society. Screw it. <laughs> maybe everybody will just call it like poets or something. Poets. Yeah. I don't want to. I we shouldn't shorten it to traumatized because that seems bleak. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll just call it poets. Department is weird. I'm in my traumatized era. Traumatized era. I mean, aren't we all? <laughs> Literally. Literally. I mean, we are in our 30s. Yeah, that's so we've we've done it, y'all. We've been through some drama, and we're in our traumatized era. But we're working yes. through it <laughs> for a better tomorrow, a better, brighter tomorrow. All right, y'all. That's probably enough of us yapping. Oh, wait. Uh, we're not done yapping about the Grammys, actually. Um, quick thing. You know, Taylor Allison Swift, absolute icon, absolutely in a league of her own. We just have to quickly acknowledge the fact that she now is the person who holds the most um, album of the year wins, which is a really big deal. I think it's just a really big deal because it's person. It's not like, oh, the, the only few, but like she is the only person that has four wins, which is absolutely crazy. And at the end of the day, again, award shows don't mean anything. This doesn't like really mean anything. Um, but it's so mm-hmm. cool. Like it's a cool thing. It's a cool yeah. accomplishment. Um, you know, and she even said kind of in her acceptance speech that like, that's not like the award. Is not like the award is writing these songs and putting them out and singing them with the fans and whatever. Um, but it's still a really cool thing that she can she can you know put on her resume so to speak. So we I know are proud to stand an absolute living legends. 
Um, I'm also just like to be happy because I know that I probably made some like middle-aged white dude really pissed off and that's why I was most happy about it. <laughs> yes. I also want to say some other notable moments. So I'm not going to lie, y'all. Once she announced Taylor Swift 11, I stopped watching. Um, but Miley Cyrus's performance, mm. mind-blowing. Miley yeah. Cyrus looked amazing last yeah. night. She is iconic. Yeah. In every sense of the word, I can't even get enough. Um, I've been a stan since Hannah Montana, okay? I went to a <laughs> Hannah Montana concert. It's very real for me. I was just happy, yeah, to see her, like, be so happy and just be like, I'm doing yes. this for me and, like, this is going to be a good time. And, yeah, we mm-hmm. respect that. We respect. And I also um, cried when SZA won. Yeah. And her and Lizzo, like, had their moment. Yeah. And SZA was like, we've known each other since 2013. And I was like... I was like literally sobbing. I was like, oh my God, that was so beautiful. Yeah. There was <laughs> no some, like real good emotional beats last night. Um, yeah. I, the Grammys was getting me way, way more than I thought it was going to. I was like, why am I emotional right now? <laughs> There's some good I moments. Know. There was. Yeah. But overall, I mean, I guess it's time to dive back in. Yes, let us go back to one of our favorite places, uh, good old Lakeview. We're going to read chapter six of What Happened to Goodbye. Everyone's special weird treat. Guess who's recapping us today? It's me. Hi. I'm not Michael Anthony, usually does the recap, but I'm going to give it a shot today. Uh, okay. Here's what you missed on Glee. Okay, I'm going to keep this short. Um, as Michael Ann said the other week, we're basically recapping the last chapter. Because if, you, if you're if you here, if you're joining us at chapter six, that's on you. You know what I mean? But, like, we'll refresh <laughs> you about what we talked about last week. Um, so, quick overall refresher. We got our girl, McLean, and she is living with her dad in Lakeview. She's got a neighbor. He's a little strange, but, like, maybe something's going on. What's up, Dave? Um, but the most important thing to note of last chapter is her situation with her mom. Um, her mom is, like, pestering her and doesn't understand that, like, sometimes she needs space and, like, girlfriend was just, like, trying to go to school, you know? And so she's like, I'll talk to you later. And then, of course, she has to, like, rush off to go see her dad at the hospital. And so we start this past chapter that we read, chapter five, where basically her mom is finally getting in contact with her and she's like, uh, hey, you said you're going to call me back and you didn't. And she explains, like, sorry, something came up. And then she gets really annoyed and accidentally, like, smacks poor Dave in that face with the basketball and, like, hangs up with on her mom and is like, I got to go. Then her mom, being the little petty biatch that she is, is all like, I'm going to give you the cold shoulder. And then good old Peter, at the end of the last chapter, hi, there's her. Um, the little, I guess, their version of, like, Skype <laughs> hi there. or something. I'm not entirely sure. Their video messaging of this universe. And he's like, hey, um... Your mom doesn't know this, but it would really mean a lot to her. And, you know, she's been feeling very distant from you. We're coming up for the game in your area. Um, Can you please come and hang out with your mom? I don't care about the beach and all of that. I'll leave that up to you all to discuss. But let's extend this olive branch. And she's like, this is hella awkward, but sure, Pete, I guess. (laughs) And that's what you missed on Glee. Ding. Ding, ding. We did it. Uh, are they really it. rebooting Glee, by the way, with James Corden? Uh, d- this You just saying that is the first time I heard of it, so I don't know. But now I'm going to have to research. <laughs> but anyway, oh my gosh, Trevor Noah, Trevor Noah made a joke. He had a really good opening monologue. Um, 
But one of his jokes was like, and now we're surrounded by everybody who wasn't on Epstein's private <laughs> island list or something. And I was like dying. Um, I love Trevor Noah. More things for him, always. Yes, he killed it. Um, so day of the DeFreeze game. I almost said day six. I don't know why. <laughs> day six. <laughs> And on the sixth day. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the day of the DeFries game. Um, McLean still hasn't told her dad that she's going because she's like scared to hurt his feelings. They're supposed to go to breakfast that day, but um, he cancels um, with his acronym AHBL, which is all hell's breaking loose. So this is a family code that they've used for forever. It's just like an easier way for them to be like, hey, shit's going down. I can't be here at this, 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 etc. Um, and he says, my, she says, my dad believed that panic was contagious, especially in a restaurant setting. All it took was one person losing it over being in the weeds, totally backed up on orders, burning an entree already late or a wait list that would have would have to be seated way past closing to set everyone else off in a domino effect. Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. not wrong. Stress feeds off stress. It's one of those, yeah. if one thing can go wrong, it will. Then the, the rest all go wrong in, in a restaurant, 100%. I like that acronym. Maybe I'll start using it. Yeah. HBL. T-T-P-D. I'm just saying, y'all, if we walk around wearing TTPD shirts, people are going to be like, oh, is your husband in the police department? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where, where are y'all from? Where's TT? What is that? For? I know. Um, like, thank um, you for your service. Yeah, Back, the your service. Back the blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, no, this is for my queen, Taylor Swift. And they'll be like, what? Yeah. You better um. freaking recognize. <laughs> oh, my God. Can I just say yesterday... Yesterday, me and Andrew went on a little date, as we do on Sundays. We went to an antique store, mm. and we were bebopping around, and there was a bunch of little friendship bracelets, and it said, like... I love that. It, said, it didn't say friendship bracelet. It was, like, letter bead bracelet <laughs> made by Kara, nine years old. Oh, so, obviously, I bought I one. I would bought all of them. Yes. It was very cute. So, because mother has made friendship bracelets you know real real hip hopping in again um in society um she <laughs> wanted to tell you a funny story as well sorry i guys well, sorry we apologize we're chatting we're on page one we're on page one <laughs> of chapter six aren't you glad we only did one chapter tonight <laughs> um, we're tired but we're real tired but we went to the store the other day we went to walgreens and my mom and i were looking at the little valentine's day thing and they had cute little like besties friendship bracelets because everyone's on friendship bracelets now but one of them was a misprint well not like misprint but misbeaded i guess because the one said be- they're both supposed to say besties the one said besties and one said besetties <laughs> my mom and I, and I was like please buy it please buy it i think it's so funny i want to be besetties with you um so it cracked me up and i loved it um also on the sorry this is while we're quickly talking about taylor swift again uh i would apologize but i'm not sorry actually because i'll talk about her remember if i want to but um i knew i was a little like emotional this last week when at work the song 15 came on which does make me a little emotional sometimes but I was like, listen, but she can have it all and be the bar of the football team. And I was 
legitimately in my feelings yes. about it. And I was like, man, I'm hormonal. Yes. <laughs> yes. But also beautiful. Love. We love that. I am obsessed with them. Like, after he won that game, mm. you all know what I'm talking about. I can't specify what you know, game that it was, one. but you it was all the, the game. <laughs> the TTPD game. <laughs> And they were on the fucking field and he was like, I love you so much, baby. And she was like, I've never been this happy. And he was like, no, me either. And I was like, oh, I want to die. This is so cute. Absolutely stopping. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see her at the Super Bowl. Fuck the haters. All right. Um. So. Okay. Yes. So all hell's breaking all loose. All hell so is he, breaking loose. So she's like, shit, I have to tell my dad I'm going to this game. Like, I can't not tell him. So she... Decides to make her way down to Luna Blue and tell him in person. Yes. And when she starts walking, Dave starts following her. And she gets to the Luna Blue kitchen door and she's like, are you following me? And he's like, no. And it turns out that he is there to do that community service project, um, which is building the model. He's one of our delinquents, y'all. He's one of our delinquents. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Like, getting arrested... With one beer, yeah, underage, mm-hmm. and you have to, and like I don't know, I I, I never got arrested. Was, underage drinking. He's having to do community service over it. It does seem like a little bit of a harsh, like yeah. Come on. I was like, that seems intense. Like unless he was like a repeat offender, but right, just getting caught once, you would think like maybe slap it on the give wrist. Him but a warning. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. These people maybe they but, want to make an example out of him. Who's to say? Yes, probably. So, yes, Opal flings the door open. She looks at Dave and she's like, oh, my God, please tell me that you're here for the community project. He is. She says nobody showed up. None of the people that were here last week for what we thought was a job interview was (laughs) um, (laughs) is back again. And today, like the local paper and Lindsay Baker are coming in to check on the progress and she's freaking out. The walk-in cooler broke, which that's, like, the worst thing that can happen, literally. I'd rather the kitchen got set on fire in a lot of ways. Surely. (laughs) Oh, he's like, did you sign their papers? And Opal was like, yeah. And he's like, well, yeah, you shouldn't have signed their papers because they're just going to forge your signature now. So that's why they're not here. Yep. There goes Opal's help. Poor Opal. She she was just trying to get them good parking, okay? (laughs) Seriously, she's just trying to do something good, yeah. and this is what happens. But yeah, so our girl Opal is now just trying to be like, okay, well, the paper is coming, and Lindsay Baker is coming, and hi, you're here now, McLean. You could be a youth volunteer. You want to like help a sister out? And she's like running downstairs to get some line cooks to come help out because let's face it, like we said, they could fit the delinquent, uh, you know, mo. So yes, it it tracks, and so. Dave and our girl McLean start working on this and there's some cute good old classic Des and Bance going on because Dave yes. kind of talks about the fact that he used to build models and she's like like trains and he's like offended I built battlefields and whatever <laughs> and I'm like oh I really hope it weren't like Civil War reenactments um, but let's face it he lives in the south so like good event <laughs> but let's hope it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, oh, I hope you're not a Civil War dude. Um, but you know, uh, so anywho, <laughs> I like how that's where my mind went too during the start. I was like, oh, Dave, Dave, don't let me down. I like you. 
But yeah, anyways, it's a really cute dance. And then we found out that our boy Dave was friends with, and this is where I'm worried I'm going to say his name wrong again, Gervais? That's not right. Jarvis? Is it? I don't know. I can't remember. We're back. We're back to that discussion. I can't, and I remember everybody being like, are you guys stupid? <laughs> I can't believe you're pronouncing it like I this. I think we were pronouncing it Jarvis and we were wrong. But I think Gervais Jarvis? doesn't sound right. I think we were pronouncing it Gervais <laughs> and that was wrong. I don't know how we're I... back here. But y'all, when I read this chapter, I panicked when I saw his name. I was happy to see from, hear from him again. But I panicked when I saw his name because I thought, oh no, we're going to have to panic again. <laughs> And we were terrible at it and along for the ride. So I don't, uh, I got along for the ride. Lock and key. God, I can't even say the right book. Um, You all know what I meant. I meant lock and key with the koi fish and all the good stuff. But yeah, he's back. Okay, so if it's Jerv the Perv, Jervis? I don't know. (laughs) It should rhyme with Perv, right? So Jerv, Jarv, Jerv. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Jerv the Perv. Jerv the Perv. Gervais, 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 Gervais. I don't know. Somebody will let us know. Yeah, don't worry. Please comment. I don't, <laughs> sorry that we can't remember. <laughs> I was like, should I go back and listen to the episode where we learned how to say it? Should I look this up on YouTube? And then I was like, no, I'm just gonna wing it. I'm going just on a, gonna uh, wing it. A wing and a prayer here. Um. So yeah, we found out that Dave clearly went to school with him and used to be friends with him. He was his only friend until Riley, which brings up the conversation. Um, of course, McLean has talked to Riley and she knows that um, Dave might kind of have feelings for her. And mm-hmm. I think she's like kind of trying to figure out like, what is the situation with, again, she's like not interested. Um, she is, but like she's pretending she's not. You yeah. know? She's like, I've sworn off love because of my parents. But she's kind of trying to figure out what is the situation between Riley and Dave. And she's like, y'all have matching tattoos. Like what's going on? You know, he's like, she's a really good girl. We're really close. She's like my only friend. And she's like, friend? Or is it more? And we still don't really get the answer on the tattoos. It's still like yeah. kind of vague. He's like, oh, it's it's a friend thing. It's a childhood thing. And I'm like, Dave, I want to have no. Can you please tell me? <laughs> yes. Also, he's very cagey about the like, oh, did you and Riley ever date? He's like, oh, no, I don't like measure up to her dirtbag standards yeah. and stuff and it's like so do you want, want to yeah like what are your where are you where do you lie on this what are your feelings on this sir also on 148 they're building the um model and he's like oh look our neighbor our ho- our houses are on here and she's like oh she's like really and he said yeah in your yard and we should put someone lying prone in the driveway felled by a basketball <laughs> Dave. Oh, it, was Dave. Funny, it was a funny one. It was funny and I enjoy it. Um, Opal comes back with Jason, our boy Jason, um, and Leo and Tracy. Oh, Tracy. We've all worked with a Tracy. Oh, Tracy. We have. <laughs> she brings them all up. She brings them some reinforcements. And again, we're getting a little more hints of Jason's past, which of course we kind of know, but obviously the characters in this book don't know. And she's like, oh, you know, apparently Dave and him went to like some, it looks like Dave went to brain camp with Jason is what it sounds like. Oh. Um, and I love that for them. And I love that they're both better off now that they're not doing things like going to brain camp. Um, 
a hashtag no offense to brain camp to anyone who enjoys that but um again i think we've all can see that jason's doing better now that he's not the way that he was but yes anyways jason kind of has this theory that leo is secretly smart <laughs> like that he's kind of like an idiot savant i guess and tracy is not having any of it she's like no he has one brain cell i don't know what you're talking about um the scene again like nothing is really happening but it is just like it's fun character moments like you're learning a little more about yeah. these like the the cast that makes up luna blue and for that reason i sort of love it even though like we're not really furthering the plot in any way um it's just it's yeah it's just fun good character development Hmm. yes i love all of the i love <laughs> jason's like leo that is so profound. <laughs> and like everything he says, and she's like, oh my God, no. And I just He's really smart. love, again, going back to last week's conversation about Jason's character development. Um, that, yeah, like I just feel like so many times there are people that are, again, when you work in the, a restaurant, you're coming against yeah. all, you know, walks of life. Like there are some people that, you know, like dropped out of high school. There are some people that have a master's degree that you're working with. There are some people that are going to school for their PhD that are whatever. And some people that like are going to school for their PhD sometimes can look down on the people. They're like, well, I'm just doing this temporarily to like work my way through college and you're dumb. And like, they'll kind of like be snooty. And I, and I feel like the Jason from the truth about forever, the Jason from along from the ride would be that person. He'd be like, I'm just paying my way and y'all are beneath me. And you know, like you're going to be line cooks yeah. forever or whatever. But the Jason of this book is sitting here and you know, we know Jason is smart. There's no denying that. And he's sitting here talking up this guy, Leo. I'm like, and I love that. Like, again, that just shows like how far he's come as a person that he isn't looking down on these people. Like these people are his people and he's actually like talking them up, which is kind of great. (laughs) It is. I love when Tracy's like, oh, this is my neighbor, my old neighborhood. I used to live down here. And then she's like, but I guess it goes off the map. And Leo said, here be dragons. And Tracy's like, Jesus, are you high right now? What the hell is going on? And then he explains, here be dragons. He's like, it's an expression they used to have, you know, back in the day when they made maps for the parts that hadn't been discovered yet, the area they didn't know, here be dragons. I'm like, I don't think that's accurate, but I love it, and I'm going to use it. 100%. I think it's that's great, and I do, I love it. And he's like, and Jason's like, man, that is seriously deep. <laughs> I love it. Um, I just want, I want an entire Jason and Leo. Like, I just want to follow them around for a day. I think it'd be very fun. <laughs> a bonus chapter? Yes, bonus chapter. Of yes. Fun. Sorry, Sarah. I know you hate writing them, but for me. <laughs> if I asked real, but please. If I asked real nice, would you do it for, for, for the fans? We'd love it. Um, it's like a little comedy routine, a little odd couple routine. But yeah, Opal makes her way back up now. Or sorry, she's already up there again when she brought it the reinforcements. But now they have found out that the reporter and the photographer are here. And again, she's like, oh God, like this is stressful. And we like barely have anything put together. And so they're taking pictures and Opal's kind of, you know, trying to like talk it up. Like here we have the, the local youth volunteering. And then of course, <laughs> one of the reporters is like, 
Uh, we would like to ask one of the reporters. It's only one. I don't know why I said one. It was like it was a press conference. <laughs> oh my god, guys. Um, I'm sorry. We're losing. <laughs> but anywho, the reporter's like, I'd really like to talk to one of the kids. And I do love this where she's like, she looks around like she's, you know, oh, who could we possibly talk to? And again, the only person who's really there volunteering is Dave. So she's like, him, you can talk to him. And Dave's like a smooth operator. Again, he's there because he's like mandated to be. He's required to be for his like, you know, stupid one beer arrest. And they're asking him, you know, like, what's um, like, what's, how'd you get involved? And he's like, you know, I thought it'd be a. Uh, uh, I'm in a place right now where I just felt that like I needed to give back to the community. <laughs> and I, I love that. Um, and they're like, oh, that's, you know, great. Um, and then, of course, just then, Lindsay comes in. We learn that Lindsay and Opal, like, kind of have some history. Um, and we kind of get to see a little bit about the intensity that Opal has referenced, uh, you know, previously. Mm-hmm. Yes. They are high school nemeses, apparently. Yeah. Um, Opal gets very nervous. Um, the Lindsay? Yes. Question mark? Lindsay? So <laughs> Lindsay walks in, and she's kind of like um, passive aggressive. She's like, the restaurant looks great. I heard you actually have been kind of busy lately. Okay. Okay. And then she's like, so this is your entire group? And Opal's like, oh, no, we just had some uh, scheduling issues. Then she drops the bomb on her. Oh, this has to be completed by May. And Opal's like, oh, my God, what? I thought it was June. So then she's like, oh, shit, we're actually on, like, a hell of a schedule. Um, And then, of course, while Opal is trying to sell this as if she has all these volunteers and things are going well, Gus um calls upstairs and he's like where the hell is everybody we need to we're opening for lunch the side work's not done he comes upstairs and um he like doesn't give a shit about the reporters about <laughs> Lindsay, about anything he's like i need my vegetables cut i need the restaurant set up like tracy if you don't set up our restaurant you will be fired basically <laughs> she's all like why am i the only one that's being threatened and i was like oh my god tracy <laughs> Tracy, because Tracy, of who you are, we, Tracy. We all know why you're being the only one threatened. Seriously. Yeah, so then Opal's like, oh, it's game day. Like, our cooler broke. Like, whatever. And But Lindsay doesn't give a shit. She's like, I'm Lindsay Baker. You're Gus Sweet? And he's like, yeah, that's me. And she's like, I believe you left me a message yesterday. So she's into Gus. She thinks he's hot and rugged. And he does not give a shit. Yeah. He continues to not give a shit. He's like, ah, great. Nice to meet you. I'll call you It's game about day this. and my walk-in yeah. is broken. Okay. And my server, yeah. Tracy, is shit. <laughs> and we're not ready. <laughs> and I don't give a damn about you, Lindsay Baker. Yep. Um... So she's like, oh, maybe we can set up a meeting at my office later this week. And Opal's like, oh, yeah, definitely. We would love that. But of course, she's only talking to Gus. But yeah, so Opal's trying to like kick her out. She's like, all right, Lindsay, like, I appreciate you coming by. And Lindsay's like, oh, I've really got to run. But I'll come back in a week or so. By then, you'll have more volunteers and a bit of progress, don't you think? Um, And then she tells her, like, the project has to stay here. This is a good space. And you did offer it. So maybe communicate that to Gus. Um, so then she introduced herself to McLean and she's like, do me a favor. Tell your dad I said it was really nice to meet him. Okay. And like, 
why does this keep happening? Like, I don't have a single father. So right. I, if anybody out, 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 if anybody out there has a single father, did this happen to you? Like right. in life, like did women like hit on your dad through you? Like that is so fucking strange. Yeah, like I wouldn't hit idea. on a man in front of his kid, period. Mm-hmm. First of all, like it, it's just like so strange. She's it's weird. Yeah, getting seriously. Anyone that had like a single hot dad, can you let us know? That's so <laughs> weird to use someone's child to like hit on someone. Like that's honestly yeah. so gross and just it's very. And I don't know why these women would think that it would work. Um, and inappropriate, very inappropriate. But yeah, she, you know, kind of she kind of blazes on in that Lindsay Blake Blaker <laughs> Lindsay Baker and before you know it she's in she's out she's like okay well get this summit this day and I'm sure we'll talk real soon and I'm sure it's gonna look so much better when I come and check out in a week and like thanks McLean I'm gonna hit on your dad bye um so she leaves and McLean's like I understand like what you're saying now um Opal says she's like is it just me or does anyone else feel like they just had a stroke <laughs> um and I'm like yeah Opal I it's you're stressed understandably so um McLean agrees agrees with her like yeah you know she is kind of intense and then um downstairs you know dad's yelling and McLean is like okay like I put this off long enough I have to go to this game soon I have to go talk to him he said to meet him downstairs. So I'm going to go, you know, face the music, so to speak. And, um, you know, so she's kind of talking about like ever since the divorce, she, uh, she basically, you know, after she, you know, at words, did I just have a stroke? (laughs) (laughs) Like, where are you going with this sentence? didn't know i like thought that i knew and then i didn't i was like where am i going (laughs) all right let's try that again so she's basically explaining that when the divorce first happened she had no control over the things that people were saying around town or at the restaurant when her parents still in the restaurant together but like if her dad wasn't going to talk about the past she wasn't going to talk about the past she was like trying to minimize his hurt because, you know, mom, quote unquote, in the divorce, again, there's no right or wrong in the divorce. But like, again, when someone usually cheats, you're like, they they ruined this, right? Um, we are kind of at the beginning of this chapter. And again, I'm not excusing what the mom did. And I think the mom needs to take full responsibility in this divorce a thousand and ten percent. But at the end of the chapter, we're kind of sort of beginning to understand why maybe mom would have felt a little lonely, why she may have ended up falling for another man. Because again, with the whole like all hell, hell breaks loose thing, she was talking about like it was basically what he would send us anytime he couldn't do something, which was pretty much anything like dinner, going to the movies, doing whatever. Because again, like if you are the head chef of a restaurant, if you own a restaurant, it consumes your entire soul. It really does. And it is probably very hard to keep up with your family. Even if your wife is supposedly, you know, like part of of that restaurant. But again, like she didn't have as much, again, with him being in charge of the kitchen, she didn't have, you know, quite as much stress. Um, And and again, maybe she prioritized her family a little bit more than he did. Uh, Again, not saying that that's an excusable reason to cheat. But again, I did notice that that was just kind of planted at the end of the chapter. It's like, hmm, that's a little something. So anywho, because mom um, royally fucked up, to put it mildly, McLean, even though she wasn't the one who did it, feels like she can't defend her mom or she she feels like 
hanging out with her mom is wrong, that that's going to offend her father, right? So she's really nervous about this. And and they don't talk about it. Like, they don't communicate it. She's like, you know, if he's not going to talk about it, I'm not going to talk about it. Which, again, is like not the healthiest strategy. Communication is key. But I do <laughs> yes. absolutely love, again, I am a little upset with you, Gus, that you haven't made this a little bit more clear earlier to your daughter. But I do love that, again, even though – she wronged him and she messed up. That is the her the mother of his child, and he's not going to badmouth her to his child, which you shouldn't. Because again, it's like one of my biggest pet peeves when parents get divorced and they just sit around badmouthing each other to their children. And it's like let your children form their own opinion of their parent. That is their parent at the end of the day. And again, no matter what someone does to you, if they're the mother or the father of your child, like it's the mother of your child. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even though she cheated on you, like it's the mother of your child. Um, and he, mm-hmm. he has enough respect. And again, like I'm going to say right here at the end of this chapter, Gus officially became like my favorite actual biological destined dad. Cause obviously Jamie is the best father in any of these novels, of but he's not like the biological father, you know? Um, we love Jamie. He's our boy, but Gus really steps up here. And I think is like just a real good dude. Um, because, you know, he says, um, you know, you're supposed to want to see your mom. You don't have to apologize to me for that ever. Right. Like you get that. Like you don't have to apologize for wanting to see your mother. She is your mother. That is okay. If you're going to hang out with her, like you don't have to say it, like you're ripping off a bandaid. Um, and I just find that so commendable and to skip ahead a little bit. Another thing that I highlighted, he says, what happened between you and your mother, he's, uh, he said slowly, taking his time, was just that, between us. Our relationship with you are separate things entirely. Being with your mom isn't an insult to me and vice versa. You know that, don't you? Um, and I was like, yes, Gus, go off. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Again, I think that this mom is a little messed up. I think that she is not good with boundaries with McLean and understanding McLean's autonomy and what she wants. But also, I think that if McLean does want to hang out with her, she has every right to. And I respect that dad is very understanding of that. And I was like, yes, yes, God. Yes. <laughs> and what I really like about this, too, is like, first of all, she's like, I don't want to hurt you. And he's like, you couldn't hurt me. And I love that. But another thing that I really loved about this was like, Jason comes out and he's like, um, you know, the fish guys on the phone, you know, as as we stated, like all hell's breaking loose. Lunch is about to open. It's game day. It's crazy. And but he like he's like, I will call the fish guy back. Like the most important thing right now is making sure my daughter right. knows that we're good. Yeah. And but of course, McLean's like, we're totally fine. Like, please take the call. Yeah. Yeah. He was like willing to put all this aside and like yes. prioritizing her. And I was like. Yes, yes, Dad. Okay, I've, i It was so nice to see a destined parent like be a good parent. Honestly, I was like, what yes. is this? <laughs> I know. I was like, wow. No wonder all these women have such a crush on this man. Just kidding. He's not a perfect person because nobody is. Everyone has their flaws. Again, the fact that this is like finally being communicated to her, it's like, well, th- that's lovely. But this conversation probably should have happened a little sooner. Um. But yes. no, it's, it's honestly, I love this conversation. I love that they had it. Um, I do think that they probably do have to talk about more. But again, McLean is just like, ah, like this is so awkward. Please take the fish phone call. Like, I would like an out, actually. Um, you know, he talks about the fact that, you know, like, oh, you should have good seeds, you know, because obviously we all know who's getting her in. 
and he's like you can like style off the refs and she's like forget the refs i'm gonna tell peter what i think about his offense and like so like you know they kind of end on like a little bit of a jokey note um it's cute and she's about to head out and then she realizes that she's forgot her jacket so she has to go back upstairs um where she ends up seeing our boy dave and she's talking about the fact that she's um has to you know she's going to the game or whatever and obviously she's kind of making it sound like it's pulling teeth because for her it's more like the family drama not the basketball of it all because obviously like her and her dad really loved basketball you know and he's like you know do you not want to go and so he's like i don't understand you people non-basketball people it's like you're from another planet and she's like i'm not non-basketball i just and then you know obviously she can't it's a lot to explain to someone that you don't know super well you don't want to open up all your your trauma um, until April 19th when we're ready to join the TTPD. TTPD, baby. But um, so she's all like um, out of nowhere. She basically decides like, hey, do you want to come? And he's like, do you have an extra ticket? And she's like, not exactly, but I think I can get you in. Because again, obviously we all know who's getting her in. And again, I know that we personally asked Sarah Dessen. <laughs> herself our, our queen i looked her in the eye and she told me that defreeze is not duke but this book defreeze is so duke like i'm just i'm like how are they not duke? <laughs> um but they're not apparently but again it's like the number three basketball team that's they're big basketball people they're going to the big basketball game they're talking about what a big deal this game is this weekend and i'm like it's duke carolina this is duke carolina i don't understand how this is not duke carolina um, but yes, according to Sarah Dustin herself, DeFreeze is not a stand in for Duke, so I don't know. But I at least maybe they're not, but again, just in her mind, a big basketball game she, you know, obviously was taking from her life and, and Duke Carolina would be a big thing. But yeah, I was like, Okay, this restaurant is like stressed out about it, everyone's in town, she's talking about you know, them being ranked really high and all of this, and I was like, Yeah, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> the shoe fits where. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I also want to mention um, that there's a cute moment when she comes back into the restaurant. She, you know, dad and Opal are in the office and he's on the phone. First of all, he's like, this isn't really the environment that lends to um, typical HR formulas, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was funny. Um, but the whole time he's on the phone, Opal's like trying to get this copy machine, this copier. <laughs> the old copier. <laughs> She's trying to get the copier working, and um, when she finally does, she smiles, pleased with herself, and Dad smiled, too, because they're falling in love. It's happening. They're having moments. They're falling in love. Yeah, this chapter at the end, like, again, it's all kind of, like, leading, obviously, to this game, and it's really at the end that you get, like, the juicy bits with her dad, but, yeah, like, there's some cute opal and her dad moments there's cute moments between her and dave so like definitely a good like we're budding to relationships in this chapter and when it did end i was like oh i really want to read about her and dave going to this game but i was like no no we're just doing this chapter tonight because i knew that tonight would be like this and our brains would be mush and we'd talk about taylor swift and we wouldn't have enough time to talk about the basketball game chapter but with that said is it gervais y'all is it jarvis i don't know <laughs> help us help us why don't we ever know how to say his name um that is chapter six we did it we'll be back next week for chapter seven chapter seven is not that long maybe chapter seven chapter eight i don't know you'll see when we post it 
Um, we'll be back next week to talk about what happened to Goodbye. We'll be here on Thursday for real this time, unless unforeseen circumstances happen. You can't blame us. Um, but no, most likely we'll be here on Thursday to discuss chaos and good stuff. And keep checking out the socials. Keep sharing with your friends and family. Come talk with us in the Discord. We're trying to revive it a little bit this year. Um, just we wanna we wanna have fun. We wanna talk about things. We wanna get silly. We wanna build friendships and happy communities. So if you, that sounds like something you're into, um, check that out. Am I forgetting anything, Michael? Ann? <laughs> Speaking of the Discord and the fact that it's almost eight o'clock on a Monday, yes. I was thinking about maybe doing like a live episode chat during yes. the Bachelors. So if you guys are down for that let me know because i watch the bachelor every monday in two minutes and i love it i take it very seriously so (laughs) i have no chill this is her this is her sport this is her march madness this is her roman empire so if you're into that um yeah let us know and that's definitely something that we're game to do and yeah um yeah that's all I got. TTPD, everyone. <laughs> Dead Poets Society T-T-P-D. for life. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. Take care Take of yourself. Take care of yourself. Drinks. <laughs> Bye.